0: Hello, and welcome to Atta Girls, a place where we share the experiences of women working and studying in the engineering industry. I'm Lauren, and today we will be talking with student engineer Marianna Inkovich. Marianna is a second year student at McGill University in the Materials Engineering program. Outside of class, she is the Junior Council President of the EUS, that is, the Engineering Undergraduate Society, the coordinating body and voice of undergraduate students in the Faculty of Engineering at McGill. Hello, Mariana. how are you doing? I'm good, how are you? I'm doing well, thank you. So let's just hop right in. So what inspired you to pursue engineering?
1: It's a great question. I actually didn't know what I wanted to do for the longest time. Applying for university was a bit of a challenge for me just because I knew my general interests. I liked math and science. I also liked working with people. I loved teaching, but I didn't know how that would come in when I was applying for undergrad. The way I figured out I wanted to do engineering was actually just visiting McGill campus and speaking with upper years in engineering. They all were very passionate about what they were doing and later I researched a bit about what materials engineering is and it seemed like a very diverse and cool new field so yeah that's how I got into it.
0: Wow yeah materials engineering definitely is really cool It's really interesting. Mm -hmm. Materials engineering, it is a bit of a new field. Can you tell us exactly what you're studying right now?
1: Yeah, well, um, so at McGill, your first year is just general math and science. And then second year is when you actually start to get more specific. So currently, some of my courses involve studying mineral processing, a lot involved in the mining industry, um, as well as just general thermodynamics, very like engineering specific types of things. So also like a design course, but in general materials engineering is like the design and discovery of materials, mostly solids. So that's like metals and ceramics. I'd say the most like materials science course I've done was last semester, it was structure of materials. And you just look at um, solids at an atomic level but yeah, that's what I'm studying right now. And honestly, if, if you ask anyone that's in materials engineering, what is materials engineering? They always kind of laugh and don't know what to tell you because <laughs> it's a very diverse field. And we're not exactly sure like what you're doing until you actually like start working in the industry. Um, but yeah, that's just like in general what it is. Wow.
0: And do you have a favorite course or favorite particular niche? that
1: you are learning um, so far? Uh, well, I definitely did like um, structure of materials last semester. I really like chemistry and just like material science, I guess I liked looking at things at an atomic level and understanding how that translates to the materials properties. Um, and also you learn how to do material selection. So how to suggest which, what you should use based on the application it's needed for. Um, yeah, so I'd say that's my favorite course at the moment but there's still a lot
0: more to learn. And would that be more organic or inorganic chemistry?
1: Yeah, definitely more inorganic. Unfortunately, actually, some people would disagree with me, but I I like organic chemistry. I'm a bit sad that my degree doesn't require it at all. Um, mm. But yeah, it's all inorganic chemistry. I think if you want to study organic materials, you'd have to go more into biomedical engineering or I think even chemical engineering covers it more.
0: We definitely need chemistry to, to do any engineering in that sense. Mm-hmm. And so we kind of talked a little bit about this, but how does materials engineering compare to you know chemical or environmental or even systems engineering?
1: Yeah, that's a good question. Um, we actually don't have, at least I don't know anyone in systems engineering at McGill, but I feel like that's more like an engineering management type of stream. So you learn how to like improve complex systems throughout their life cycle. Um, That one. So I can't really comment on that one too much, but I know that chemical engineering is definitely more um, large scale. You look at more of the manufacturing of materials, whereas materials engineering is more understanding the properties and looking at things at an atomic level, but they do go hand in hand. And there is a lot of overlap. I know that some of my friends in chemical engineering, had to do like an easier version of the structures of materials courses that I did um, because it's always good to have like background information. But yeah, it's, I think it's the application where you differ. A chemical engineer, for instance, will help you 3D print something or even improve a 3D printing machine. Whereas a materials engineering person will help you decide, okay, do you need to 3D print this to use it for this project type of thing? Um, And the last thing was environmental engineering, I believe. Yes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that one, um, there's also some overlap, but it's definitely more niche, I guess, because you're looking at water, air, soil pollution and finding solutions specifically for that. Environmental engineers overlap more with civil engineering, actually. Mm -hmm. At McGill specifically, it's like a minor or just like another stream within civil engineering that you can take. Um, so yeah they they have to understand like even geography and like they have to take a lot more niche courses I'd say but both both uh, materials civil and environmental engineering all do have to take um, like statics for instance which is studying um, systems that have like net net force zero um, Mm -hmm. and also like design concepts and stuff so there's overlap but I'd say environmental engineering is just you know more niche than materials Mm
0: -hmm. that's pretty cool materials you have a good balance of everything you need Mm -hmm.
1: yeah that's why I did it because I liked how diverse it was it falls under so many streams you can work for a company improving batteries or just like consult for aircrafts or even work in sustainability which is actually where my interests lie and try and find new materials or work on recycling them that's the whole thing
0: I think this segues into the next question what are some of the biggest challenges in materials engineering right now mm-hmm. that was a very
1: good segue <laughs> <laughs> uh clearly you're good at being a podcast host um <laughs> You see, it's a bit difficult for me to say from experience because I haven't really worked in the industry yet. That's a later thing for me. But you do discuss it in class. And I think a huge issue is recycling materials because as we're improving them and making new ones, discovering new ones, there's always the issue with, okay, how do we deal with it when it's we can't use it anymore? I have an upper-year friend who worked in the carbon fiber industry And she joked that like, oh, you should figure out how to recycle them because we have no idea what to do after the manufacturing process or after like its life cycle ends. Mm -hmm. So that's definitely one challenge. Um, In some of the older industries, like the mining one, there's the challenge of being motivated to find solutions to like large scale problems. Because when you're the first person to suggest an idea, you'll get a lot of criticism. You'll have people challenging you because maybe it's not cost efficient or it's just too much change. Um, mm-hmm. So that's maybe something, especially in the mining industry, since it's really old. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm trying to think what else. I actually took some notes to have some interesting things to say for you. Oh, thank um, you. Obviously in general, integrating sustainability in any project is a bit difficult because it's hard to be eco-friendly, but also cost-efficient. Especially like depending on the scale of your business, small scale businesses will have a more hard time using alternatives that might be more expensive compared to a larger company. And I think that goes for engineering projects in general as well.
0: Mm -hmm. That's that's very important, especially in the future hopefully we'll be using a lot more materials engineering.
1: Oh so yeah, definitely.
0: Thank you. If you were doing this.
1: <laughs> no problem.
0: So um so what's your experience so far at McGill?
1: Oh, it's it's great. It's everything I hope for, I'd say. I really love the engineering community. It's very it's a very special community. You don't see that at like in every faculty. I have some friends that are in arts and science and Their study is a lot more individual. You won't always be taking the same courses as other people, but with engineering, you have so many requirements that you have an actual curriculum that most students follow. So you're very much on the same wavelength as a lot of people in your program. And specifically for materials engineering at McGill, it is on the smaller side. So it's just really nice to be able to have a lot of familiar faces in class. And I've also been very thankful For all the in-person opportunities I got despite the pandemic because um, our classes are small enough to be able to be under the capacity limit for in-person activities and yeah I don't know it's it's obviously it was a challenge like getting used to the pace of university but it was a good one I think and also living in Montreal is really really nice in general. It's a beautiful city, and I love just like discovering new things and getting to know it. But yeah, I don't know. It's it's good. I highly recommend it to anyone that's considering McGill.
0: Thank you. And I know you talked about what inspired you to go into materials engineering, but what made you to go, decide to go to McGill in particular instead of like UFT or you know, another Canadian university?
1: Mm. Yeah, I know this is a bit cheesy, but when I did the um, in-person campus tour, I think it was like October when I was in grade 12. It just felt right. I was walking around and I really liked like the campus in general. The buildings are so pretty and all the students were just so welcoming and excited to share the experiences. I even ran into some people I knew from high school, which was just already like, wow, there's already familiar faces here. And I liked the idea of being in a new province, a new city, just because I felt that that could really allow me to be independent as a university student. But yeah, McGill, McGill also has um, co-op for materials engineering, which you don't see in many universities, specifically in Canada. I don't really explore internationally. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was also piqued my interest because I liked the idea of being able to you know, tip dip my toes in the industry, actually, like experiencing research or industry work. So yeah, that's that's why.
0: And do you have any ideas yet where you might want to do your co-op placement?
1: Oh, that's a really good question. I'm not a hundred percent sure which like stream I'd like to go into. This summer, I'm planning on just doing some research internship to see if I like research. But if I don't, I definitely want to i think explore like sustainability somehow within materials um i think for my last few co-op placements i do want to also do something international like go to japan or somewhere like far away and just i feel that would be really cool to like study but also like live life in a new place
0: wow does miguel follow like You take a year off doing your PEY or um, is it like just broken up during the summer?
1: Mm -hmm. Uh, For I don't know about other engineering programs at McGill, we have software and mining are the only other two that have co-op placements. But for materials, it's actually not during the summers. It's I think you start. I don't think I know you start third year um, and you do one co-op placement in the winter semester. You have to then study during the summer and then later years, I think you do even a co-op placement in the summer and another one in the fall. But it's, it's a little bit flexible in a sense that if you want to do the, all the co-op placements at the end, you can and you can complete the studying terms earlier. But yeah, the main thing with co-op placements as, um, within our department is that it just has to be approved by the faculty It's not as structured as other universities like um, Waterloo Mm -hmm. and UFT, I think, which has its pros and cons. Um, But yeah, that's that's how it works in general. I actually have a co-op presentation uh, tomorrow, so (laughs) (laughs) I'll find out more about that. (laughs) And uh, people can definitely reach out to me with questions at any point for that.
0: Okay, I will put your contact info in the show notes anyone who's interested. Yeah, you'll have to tell us how it goes, the co-op presentation. I, I will. <laughs> <laughs> so aside from you no know, academics, um, you're also involved with the EUS. Can you tell us a little bit about that?
1: Yeah, the, the EUS, it's the Engineering Undergraduate Society at McGill, and I'm actually very involved in it, so this is a great question. Um, last year, I was the U zero Materials Representative, And this year, I'm actually the co-president of the Junior Council. So the Junior Council at McGill is essentially a council made up of first years that organize social and academic events for other first years at McGill. And then you have two second-year co-presidents, which is where I come in. Um, it's, It's been a really good time. It's fun organizing events with other people who are also passionate about creating the sense of community, in the faculty and also just event planning and having a good time. Um, yeah, the EUS is a bit of a cult though, not gonna lie. <laughs> <laughs> as, as is engineering in general, we have little chants and stuff and there are some traditions that I can discuss if you want, but yeah, it's, it's, it's been a time. I also like to branch out a bit and do like random, I've done one case competition and might do some more, I also like to do random like networking conferences and just be active as a general member in certain clubs like Mm -hmm. SEAM, which is Sustainability Engineering at McGill. Yeah, Mm -hmm. so there's a lot. There's a lot. It can be overwhelming sometimes, but I think if you follow your interests, you can have a good time in the US.
0: Wow. And can you talk a bit more about the case competition? What what is that?
1: Yeah, so the case competition I was bridge which is actually for it's organized by some mcgill students that i actually know that's why i did it because they were like you should try it out Um, but it's for universities across canada and it's not just for engineering students it's actually also business and it's open to anyone who's interested so essentially you sign up with a team or without depends on what's your situation and then you're either paired up or you compete with your team that is made up of four to five students that have a mix of engineering, management, and other faculty students. And you're given a case, which is just like a problem that gives you some background context, and then the problem that you have to come up with a solution for. And you have a few days that you have to intensely work on a presentation that explains how you think someone should approach the solution to this problem bridge is specifically a case competition that explores sustainable solutions so for us this year the challenge was there's this uh, kombucha company oh. called gutsy um, and they're pretty small scale but they they're one of their like mission statements is working towards like a more sustainable practice and such so they wanted us to come up with a solution for them to become net zero by, I think, 2030, it was. Um, do you know what net zero means?
0: Yes, but you can explain it for the listeners out there. That would be great. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So essentially, you're trying to get towards having zero carbon emissions. Um, that's just the quickest way to explain it. And so I was with a team with a bunch of my friends at McGill. We got paired up with a random management student because we didn't know one. She was turned out to be very nice and very experienced with case competitions. It was our first one, but we ended up placing sixth, which is pretty good out of wow. 35 teams. Yeah. You just had to do like a 15 minute presentation. Maybe it was 10. I'm blanking a bit, but yeah, you present the solution, you have like a whole PowerPoint and there's like a certain format for at all. If you talk to a management student, they'll know everything about it. <laughs> I think the engineering students are more like, the we like brainstorm more, I guess. We come up with more like the techni- technicalities and then the business person will come in and actually like present the ideas nicely. So that's how it was for the case competition I did.
0: That sounds like a lot of fun.
1: Yeah, it's, it's intensive, but it's good. And I mean, if you're going to do one, I highly recommend that you do it at a time you're not crazy busy so that you can properly like focus your energy on it.
0: Mm -hmm. There you go, words of wisdom. (laughs) (laughs) And those engineering traditions, do you have any off the bat that um, are tried and true of the US?
1: Mm -hmm. Unfortunately, because of COVID, I have missed out a bit on experiencing all of them, but I know of them if I haven't done them. So there's obviously frosh, which is just a big thing for everyone at every university. I haven't done that one, but maybe I'll be a frosh leader. And specifically at McGill, there's something called power hour, which is what my council organizes. It's, It's pretty wild, but essentially it's open to anyone at McGill, but usually it's more engineering students that come. And for an hour... You drink every minute, like a horn goes off. We make this soundtrack that's like follows a certain theme of music. And then every minute the horn goes off, everyone has to take a sip of their drink or whatever. Um, and it's just like a way for everyone to socialize and be together. Another big thing is called E-Week, which is a week in the fall. Uh, no, winter semester. It was actually supposed to be um, like last month but because of the new variant, they had to postpone it, but essentially for a week, you are paired up with teams within your program, so for me, I'd be, like, with other material students of all years, and we just compete and do these, like, fun games, drinking and non-drinking games, um, and try and get points to win this, like, trophy, Um, but yeah, every faculty in McGill has it, but The engineering one is known to be very, very hype. So yeah, those are some that off the top of my head.
0: That's nice. Yeah. A lot of a lot of alcohol, but bring up the spirits. Yeah.
1: Yeah, that's a bit of a a big thing in engineering. They go crazy, but there's also like more chill events that I I can't think of right now because (laughs) we didn't get to do many of them last year.
0: So back to materials engineering, are there any projects or particular projects you've been working on in class or developing? So can you take us through your design process?
1: Yeah. So I actually have not done too many. I'd say the main one that's actually materials engineering related was that last semester for that structures of materials courses I mentioned, we had to do a material selection assignment. So we were given, um, three different like applications for instance one was that we had to come up with a new material for violin strings oh yeah it it was really cool cool. yeah and then we just had to present the like why we think the material we picked was the best one so I can give you a little rundown of how material selection works if you're yeah
0: okay sure that would be great okay
1: so First step is to obviously understand the application or function of that the material needs to meet and identify key properties that are needed. So for instance, for an aircraft, you will need something that's obviously strong, but also lightweight because you want it to be able to fly and not be too expensive and heavy, right? That way it's more efficient in terms of like fuel efficiency. And then the second step is to identify all the classes of materials that can match those key properties that you need. So you can think, okay, would metals work? Would ceramics work? Polymers? Just like listing which classes you think could meet those requirements. Mm -hmm. And then once you've done that, you select specific materials or alloys or whatever you've picked, you think would fit within those classes and just list their properties. So this could include yield strength, elasticity, malleability, all these things you'll learn in a material science course. And the last thing is to just compare and contrast the properties of the different materials you've picked and see what's the best one, which one has the most pros. That's it,
0: that's a nice process. Sounds really cool. So mm-hmm. Diving deep into the materials.
1: Mm -hmm, that's for sure
0: (laughs) after you've done this project where do you see yourself in the coming years
1: Mm, that's a that's a tough question um I'd say I don't have any solidified plans but I do know that I want to continue pursuing something within sustainability because that's just been my passion for a very long time um, and I'm not sure whether that's going to stick after undergrad, but I'm definitely going to look into that for co-op placements. As I mentioned before, I would also like to do international co-op placements. I think it'd be cool to get to know the industry, not just within Canada. Um, what else? Yeah, it's it's hard, to, it's hard to say because I'm not one that has like a set plan for the future. I kind of like to figure things out as I go. That's why I pick materials because it's still is pretty flexible in terms of all the streams you could work within yeah
0: well see you in the future being you know sustainable leader in materials engineering so good luck with everything Uh, thank you as we get to the end of the podcast uh what advice do you have for high school students or or students looking to pursue engineering in general
1: yes this is this is a good one um I'd say if you have an interest in it, you're already good to go because I think it's important to just be passionate about what you're doing and to just keep exploring it. Don't be afraid to just, I don't know, read up news about a new material that was discovered or watching a video about like, I don't know, how a certain carbon fiber works, whatever, whatever piqued your interest, just stick with it, I'd say, and don't be afraid to dive deeper. Specifically, when it comes to applying for universities, I think it's really helpful talking to upper years that are already at the university or looking into or even the program, because they can give you just a really good insight about what university life is like, student life, where they're at, and also the types of courses you'd have to take. And yeah, the structure, because every university does have their differences. So that's, that's really helpful. And I think key one is to visit campuses if you can, because I did that and that really helped me figure out where I wanted to go um, or even just watching videos online. But yeah, those are those are some pro tips I'd say for high school students.
0: Well, thank you, Mariana, for that advice. It'll be <laughs> very helpful for listeners out there. And um, if we wish to contact you, what is the best way to do so?
1: I'd say either in probably Instagram or even Facebook, which you said you'd put in the description, yeah. but if you just search up Mariana Ninkovic on Facebook, I'll probably pop up, especially if you search McGill as well. Um, you can even find me on LinkedIn. Uh, yeah. I'm pretty, I'm pretty flexible and I'll, I'll give you as much as I can for people to reach out with. Well,
0: thank you. Well, thank you so much, Marianna, for, speaking with us today and you really helped us kind of get a better understanding of materials engineering so thank you for really opening up yeah sharing your advice thank you
1: no problem it was my pleasure
0: thank you for listening to Ada girls and stay tuned for next week's episode